everybody, welcome to Throllers. I'm here with new dad, Chris Ronalds. How you doing, Chris? Uh, very well. Coming direct to you from uh, Theo's nursery, no word of a lie. Oh, beautiful. That's what we like. Are you asleep? Uh, no, he's not in here. I got kicked into the nursery. He's out there chilling with mum. <laughs> nice. <laughs> good deal. That's all right. Nice. Good, good acoustics. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, because uh, you're a new dad, you missed out on Bald Hill League Day last week. I did. I did. I missed I... out as well, but for different reasons. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you keeping a good eye on it, though? Of course, I don't, you know, if there's a live score to be watched, um, I'm watching live scores. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had a, a, a loose line, a uh, loose eye on it. Um, a, probably a very tired, fatigued eye, but I, I did keep an eye on it. Um, what did you see you like? Yeah, yeah, a couple of things in there worth mentioning or questioning, really. Um, we've got that Marcus who's on a charge and continuing to play well, and he took it out with a minus nine. Yeah. Standard. Uh, Ryan Deere, um, obviously the kid who's just started up, many mentions here, uh, he straight into MPO and he's jagged a minus seven. I want to say that that's probably his best league day score, and probably from a rating perspective. Okay. Um, at Bald Hill it would be anyway, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, eight and minus six, da-da-da-da. The name that jumped out at me the most was Oscar Kemp. I can't say his last name. Oscar Kemp? Yeah, yeah. That's how I'd say it. Sounds like Sean Kemp, the basketball Yeah. Player. Who's he? Wouldn't have a clue. So he played Division X, and we we love our Division X Smokies. Yeah. And yeah, he took out Division X by about 47 strokes. <laughs> um, and yeah, got T3 uh, for overall. And, you know, in the field of, you know... Whatever the field was, 52. A bunch, you know, yeah, 52. That's nearly, massive. Nearly, nearly as big as SA Open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, very, yeah, very impressive. Very interested to see who that is. I wonder if he's a, another Ryan Deere or if he just is into like a um, international person or I don't know. We'll have to find yeah, out. Like, yeah, is he an interstate? Is he a traveller? Yeah. Or is he just like, a, yeah, this guy's pretty good. The only guy on the day to get the elusive double eagle. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's yeah. always a good good sign that you're you're playing hot and you can throw. Yeah, exactly. Mm. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's definitely worth uh, looking into. Hopefully, we'll probably see him at the next social day. Ruffy Lake next, yeah? Uh, it is. I'm, and I, I'm like, I don't know. I've like been trying to get as many brownie points as I can over the last eight days. <laughs> uh, I'd like to think I'm half a chance to be at Ruffy, so I'll, I'll, I'll look out for him there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Who took out the handicap? We got... Uh, uh, oh, Farron. Yeah, Faz got it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, hot yeah. round by him. Yeah, uh, followed by Peter and then Shane and then Phil Morgan. Phil. Like, and Phil Morgan. Yeah. Handicap of 9.83. We've told you before, Phil, sort your handicap out. I don't know. I don't know how you got to do it, but sort it out. It's crazy. How do I keep on finding your name at the top of the handicap leaderboard? Yeah, I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, any other, anything else exciting sort of pop out, or just a bit of a another bit of a standard one? Everyone kind of doing what they should be doing. It looks like. Yeah, I'm sure Mike Spangenberg would uh, be probably want a few shots back again. Mm. Um, I haven't seen him out on the course for ages, but um, 
64 um, is not what he is looking for around Bald Hill, I don't think. Yeah, that's not his best. Seeing Narada out there, I think that's his first ever social day. I remember seeing on the, the Tuesday night chat, he's like, how do I, how do, I do this? How do I sign yeah, up? That's a laugh. So that was cool. So he played well. Yeah, it's, he's the 100 Tuesday round, but his first social day. So that was good to see uh, translating over a little bit there. So that's cool. Um, and we've already got, well, I'm just having a look at next, uh, on the weekend. Yeah, we've already got 31 signed up. Um, which is pretty light on for Ruffy. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a... Oh, yeah, there's a bit going on. There might be a couple of players going to um, SA. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, true. Definitely. On one yeah. of them. <laughs> exactly. We uh, had a pretty exciting pro tournament too. We haven't really touched on the pros much lately because uh, all the stuff been happening locally has been so much more exciting. But... This was a pretty exciting tournament, the OTB Open. It was. It was. Yeah, a lot going on. And <laughs> just Emma Daddy. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, so, mate? First elite win. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Because, like, last season, particularly the season before last, um, a pretty, he had an epic playoff with... Um, was a Paul Macbeth maybe it um, or like he did you know or the last nine holes I was just back and forwards of like some huge event I want to say a major maybe like he's he's been thereabouts in a couple of big events I was actually took me by surprise that it was his first big win yeah no like, I definitely remember seeing him on coverage and stuff a fair bit yeah probably a couple of years ago more than anything else but yeah <laughs> I don't know just he hasn't he hasn't popped off lately and so many other dudes are up and about. And then all of a sudden shoots course record, and the rest is kind of history. You just don't stuff it up from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously OTB Open's meant to be taken out by the big guns. Oh, and yeah. He, yeah. Um, I reckon Theo might have, a, have him covered for height. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah. Yeah, the tiniest little dude on tour, and yeah, every, that this is meant to be your Heimbergs and your Eagles and your Barellas and, and like, nah, yeah. nah, don't worry about that. Oh, that's a good segue. How did... Oh, um, boy. Who, who, who did you tip? So I had uh, Eagle McMahon, had a great year so far. He'd coming off a very good showing in a major. Won this tournament two years ago. It's a crush boy one, so top ten for sure. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. After the first round, I think he was like 20-something. I'm like, oh, that's all right. You know, I mean, you can have a bad off round. But, you know, I had the same thing with Calvin, I think, when I tipped him. He started poor, and then he just Calvins it up, comes back. Uh, no. No, trash. 20-something, went to 30-something, and then in the last round, he's like, you know what? I'm done. And he ends up 50-something. Yeah. Combine that with a bit of a smoky in, in Corva not doing so well, then... Yeah, I took a pounding this week. Let's just say that. Yeah, uh, you and I, uh, you and I actually got the same points this week. Yeah, I was gonna say, who'd you tip? Because I didn't think so. You yeah, my my way to those points was slightly different. Also, had to back in Eagle at this course. That was like cool, done. Still got him up my sleeve. Happy days. Oh, Eagle. you had him as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bang. Right, Jesus. but then I also ended up with Corva because of our tipping rule. If you've got, if you tip someone who doesn't play. Or if you tip a DNF, you cop um, whoever the worst um, tipster is. You're welcome. So, whoever the worst tipster is. <laughs> so, 
Corver was the jankiest of the FPO, yeah. and so I popped Corver. My OG tip to start the weekend was young Natalie Ryan. He was killing it too. Yeah, one off the lead after one round. I was just sitting in second. I, tr- I spoke to the headmaster, tried to just say, hey, give me two points for this for this comp. <laughs> Wouldn't have it. A DNF is a DNF. Even be it due to some dubious court rulings yeah. during, during the weekend. Wild times. Um, so, yeah, so I get caught up. There you go. Well, she didn't do great, but the person who did do great was Paige Pierce. Uh, fairly reasonable victory in the end and I don't know about you but I'm starting to think that uh, she might have a little bit of uh, KT disease instead of uh, an actual injury because poor all year I think she might have popped off the one tournament that oh no that was yeah Cat Allen don't worry but um, poor all year basically and then KT goes home for uh, a break and uh, just a pack of trophies away so she doesn't have to get six suitcases by the end of the season. And oh, yeah. look at that. The body's feeling great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was a, a demolition too. Like, uh, yeah, sleeping volcano. wonder if it's uh, dormant again about, uh, upon KT's return. Yeah, I know. I'll have to get in now. I'll have to tip her next week or something before KT comes back. Smart. Smart. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, on always on doing good. That Sayonara, she popped back up a little bit. Uh, wasn't doing, hasn't been doing much since her big win, but yeah, there are thereabouts. Cat Merch and Hop. Cat Merch having a sick season. Mm. Nah, definitely for sure. Um, yeah, nah, exciting time. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll have to just keep an eye on Paige and <laughs> yeah, see if she pulls through. Um, have you watched? Did you get to watch? Um much of the coverage no not really uh busy weekend so i didn't see much of it i think i had it on on sunday but uh yeah there wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't too much attention being paid let's just say that the only other thing i'll mess in, uh, mention uh in relation to it i definitely um was apparent in the final round was uh gossage the sausage uh, which one of uh, our passionate podcast listeners, I'm pretty sure Ash Wigner might have tipped him, should have should have had it in the bag uh, or the or top two in the bag. Um, he's back nine putting. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Yeah, uh, that's, that, the pressure putting is not for him. Yeah. So he needs he definitely. I don't know how you work on that. I don't know how you work on your pressure putting. That's just a mental game thing, I guess. But um, yeah, we saw that when he was coming down uh, wire to wire with Macbeth at yep. um, Worlds, was it? And, uh, yep. Yeah, and now we're seeing it again. So got to work on that, big dog. He does. He definitely does. Mm. So what else we got going? We got a couple tourneys coming up. That Melbourne Tawny weekend is in a couple of weeks, so we might not get a potty in before then. No, we might not, true. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for that. That should be cool. I'm signed up for Bald Hill, and it's it's full, which is... Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, cool. I'm excited for that. I had a message from Papa Hart. He said he was trying to figure out which one of them to attend. And he saw my name and he thought he better come and try to whip my ass. So we'll see how that goes. Um, 
What about you? You got much competition at Stony? Yeah, no. So, um, well, I do, just not in my division. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, obviously I'm going to Stony, um, and I've got Kale. Kale's probably higher rated than me at the moment. <laughs> um, Hardy, uh, he's he's taken me down a couple of times recently. Um, yeah, there's a couple other names in there that, um, you know, can slay Stony for sure. So there's some uh, Stony slayers. Nice. Um, definitely in there. You got uh, Penn um, out of Melton. Speaking of Penn out of Melton, mm-hmm. it would be remiss of us not to mention the uh, MDGC leaderboard. And uh, Penn is the name you'll find at the top of that leaderboard. Oh, did he take my old man out? Uh, yeah, Jeff has fallen down to third. Oh, boy. You will find a young Ryan Deer in second. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jeff was number one only because he was the only person to play ten events for yeah. I don't know the past like five six weeks. Yeah. Now people are catching up, so he's, he's probably going to be devastated. He he's in the states at the moment, but he'll be listening to the pod for sure. It'll be sad, It'll be crying. I'll have to go to Disneyland and cheer himself up. But now that's cool. Good to see Penn up there. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Like, obviously, new to the sport. Uh, he used to, I think he used to, you know, do a bit of field work before the Melton course went in. But, you know, the Melton course went in, meet a few people, has got involved in the club. And, uh, he, yeah, he's, you know, played just about as many um, league days as your um, father. Yeah. One, one less than your father. Yeah, that's impressive. I think I've played, yeah. like, four this year and one of them well. <laughs> and it still won't be good enough. Like I, I'm, I'm in massive jeopardy of not qualifying for champs. Champs, yeah. like massive jeopardy. I, I'm certain I don't have a round that'll qualify yet. A Bald Hill one's a trash. I uh, haven't played at Ruffy yet, and my one good round at Stony uh, last social day was Neg Seven. That won't do it. That won't be good no. enough. No, not unless I do some heaters at the others. So, um, yeah, I just don't think they're going to take enough people. So, I, well, I don't know. We'll see. I could, I could play better. But, um, yeah, I don't think they'll take, take enough people where a next seven at Stony being part of my thing will get me in. Yeah, especially if they're going to go give ABC, aren't they? Yeah, and some age-protected ones. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, takes away another four slots. And, yeah, there's probably only about 36, so... Um, yeah, I got to work. I got I got some work to do. Um, being the king of segways, mm. um, oh, before we before I use that ABC segway, just have a quick look at Ruffy. Um, Ruffy's got a couple of players signed up in MPO. You got Leo Dykes and Ryan Deer. Um, you got Oscar and a couple other guys. Brennan being one of them playing MA one. Matt Adams, you know, he hey. pops up occasionally, doesn't he? Matt yeah. Adams, MP forty. Um. Yeah, my well, mate Mitch, my mate Mitch Evers. Um, I love how much. I assume he must live down, um, on the coast, and I should know the area. But like, he does not live in Melbourne. Mitch Evers, he lives yeah. at Waves, and he makes it to quite a few Melbourne events. I'm he still does. getting up for the weekends. No, nah, he does. That's great by him. Yeah, Bald Hills definitely where the killers are at, though. You got Darren, Timmy B. Dave Perry, Ryan Hart, and Aiden Howard. That's uh, that's hot. Someone's going to be pretty sad to miss out on that lead card. 
Yeah, for so- sure. Sorry, Tim B. <laughs> and uh, MA won the same. You got myself, Taryn, Marcus, Chris Hart, and Glenn Maisie. So, oh, same sure. setup. Sorry. Sorry, 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 Helen Grunstein. Oh, I was going to say sorry, Taryn. <laughs> no, I don't know. You, you might lay down some good rollers that'll crush me. Well, yeah, Karen, I'm, might, Karen might listen to this episode in six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> he just might. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the five-person division definitely lends itself to some pressure because you don't want to be the one person not on lead cut. Yeah, definitely. But uh, no, nah, it's not that, like there's no cards of five, like. Oh, like there is no cards of five. I'm sorry, Tim. There will be no cards yeah. of five. No <laughs> nine holes. There'll be four. Thirty-six players. There'll be four on each. That's it. So round two, you and Taryn uh, can just <laughs> hook up with a with a couple of the others. There's a a single junior and a FA four. That'll probably work. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Done. Do some coaching. Sorted. <laughs> Your favourite pastime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the uh, the single the small divisions actually segues pretty nicely to something that I saw on the shenanigans page, and yes. that you had received the message from our good mate Penn that uh, it might be a good idea to scrap our traditional division system with age-protected divisions and gender divisions and just have all open and uh, uh, ratings-based. Yeah. And it's a very interesting subject, I thought. Enough that I thought we might... Like, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, so I, I there's a lot of merit to it. Um... I think outside of big multi-day events where you can do golf starts and get through 100 players and have big divisions, offering, like, basically the point Penn's making is we're following the American model where they get, you know, 500-plus players play the glass blown open and they have all these divisions and each division has 50-plus players in it. We've got competitions with 24 players in it and we're offering 10 divisions. Yeah. And so you just end up with like all of these, um, you know, like depending on how the TD does it, like you're going to do prizes, you're going to do trophies, what are you going to do? Like um, even in two people divisions, it's just it, it, there's, a, there's an asterisk against a lot of those wins. Um, and obviously with league days, Oh, you know, the ABC, using that as a segue, um, and just finding the line, I don't know. There's a, It's simple, but effective, and sometimes some of the best ideas are the simple ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it could definitely be something to think about and look into. So, so to in, like, specifically looking at the um, upcoming Melbourne Comp Weekend, um, and this is across all three courses. There are 10 players rated above 935. Yep. Um, there are 13 players between 900 and 935. Yep. Um, there are 18 players between 850 and 900. Yep. And then there's 37 players less than 850. 
That might not be a bad way to break it up. <laughs> yeah, like if you're like if like if you obviously if you're 600 rated and you're playing against an 850 rated player, even in the bottom division, you're going to struggle. Yeah, but any of other divisions, like if you're a 900 up against a 935, you're going to back yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, yeah, even maybe if you split the other one, we were sort of splitting hairs now. But if you split the bigger one in half, bigger whatever, another line. Yeah, uh, have four instead of three, but still better than maybe ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that we could be on to something with that. I think BJ, um, Brian Clevenger, who posted it on Shenanigans, is looking to take it a step further. Like, he, he's thinking about for everything. Big yeah. tournaments, no matter what. Saying that it shouldn't really matter, you know, if you're male or female or young or old, that, you know, you play and you have a rating, and if you're rated this, then you play with those people. So, yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not sure. I definitely, I think I see the merit in it in these smaller tournaments for sure. Because um, if I win MA1 with five people or if I win B Division with seven, you know, that doesn't make much of a difference, you know, in yeah. my head sort of thing. It's the same sort of setup. Yeah. Um, how we do that on PDGA, I don't know. That would be the only thing. We'd probably have to be all the metric stuff. And then yeah. um, not having tournaments on PDGA would probably... That would suck, because then that makes it hard to have a rating. Yeah, yeah, it delays everything. So um, that would be kind yeah. of the sticking point, I think. Yeah, for sure. The other thing, um, like Melbourne, or like this is an awesome weekend, and the way they're doing this event is friggin' wicked and obviously the inclusivity of the club we've spoken about before and we're really proud of um but it's interesting in their like preamble before anyone had even signed up or whatever they're just like cool and just like we're putting this event on really cheap access come play any division that has more than four players uh the winner will get a prize mm. but with stony in the entire um, in the entire sign up, and there, I think there's like eight divisions being used or whatever at Stony. There are two prizes up for grabs. Wow. Yeah. Only yeah. There's only two divisions at Stony that have more than four players, and I guess Ruffy probably has even less than that. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that might be something that they have to look into if they're gonna. Keep trying to oh. do these smaller tourneys. And maybe these smaller ones just aren't on PDJ. Maybe they are just metrics tourneys. Here you go. At Ruffy, there is um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight active divisions. Um, one division has more than four players. Wow. And when I say more, I mean they have four players. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's crazy. Yeah, which like again, that's not a that's not a slug about um, the club. Like no, of course, knowing, knowing how that would go, but it's just interesting how it's shaken out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm, no, that does interest me. With the with the big tourneys though, like with what uh, Brian's talking about, I don't know. I'm 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 a lot less sold on that idea. I think so. You'd have like Sarah Lee, who. Was excellent, crushed it at the Vic Open, but she's yep. sub nine hundred rated. So if you were to sort of separate it for the bigger tournaments, you'd probably have, uh, you know, b- by the time we got to her, she'd be in at least the third division, I think. Yeah. And I just don't know if you get that quite as much of an opportunity to shine winning division three. 
yeah. rather than winning the FPO. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's still, you know, I get your score still the same. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, to adapt to adapt Brian's idea, I like, and people have said this previously. There's pro and there's amps. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we don't have to go back that long. Where like even in Australia and even to a lesser extent the states, that yeah, that's how it was. There was pros, and then there was ams, and then like in Australia, like I like when I first started playing here, there was only two divisions for me to choose from. Um, and I think at the time it was just called recreational or advanced. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, and yeah, you know, we could use a line based on the population of Australia. Um, and it'd be cool to use, like, have that line be blended. So it's like, you're playing pro? Cool. Play FPO, play MPO. You're playing AM? Wicked. Well, when the pool is settled, we're going to draw a line. You might be in Div 1, you might be in Div 2 AM. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It could be a good idea. I'm pretty sure, like, every time I look at a New Zealand tournament, all I really see is uh, Open and sort of MA1. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know, they seem to still get lots of people show up to their tournaments. So it was definitely like, and a listener might be able to correct me if there's an OG listener out there, there definitely was a stage in Australia where PDJ actually introduced a bunch, a bunch more divisions and the Brains Trust here in Australia, maybe backed mostly by Paul Arden, which is our mega brain here in Australia, was just like, cool, we're not following suit. And it was definitely like a period of time where we didn't follow suit with the, the brand new divisions. But then, you know, the, the damn wall's broken, here we are. Yeah, cool. No, I'm, I, yeah, I definitely can't answer that. <clears throat> it definitely was just... Um, it definitely was just MA4 and MA1 and MPO options, well, plus the age divisions when I'd, yeah. when I'd started um, as well, which was a little after you. Because <clears throat> I remember, yeah, going straight from MA4 to MA1 and then I dropped back down to MA2 when we when it was introduced. But uh, I, I assumed that was introduced worldwide, but maybe not. No, I reckon it was like... Because, again, it could be TD's discretion as well. I'm pretty sure TDs don't have to um, offer certain divisions. They can be like, these are divisions that are available to play. Definitely, yeah, yeah. They yeah. are allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, interesting. Yeah, I wonder if we did. Yeah, in Australia, we just decide, no, nah. <laughs> that's not what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, you know, they offer these. I guess it, yeah, it might have to just be a big tournament. Might just have to do it one time and see how it goes. Yeah. Speaking of big tournaments, making some bold decisions, let's use another amazing segue. <laughs> this is going to be called the Segway episode. Yeah, I love it. Um, SA Open. Yes, let's please. That. Cannot wait. I got my flights uh, on Friday morning. One more shitty day of work, and then that's it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it should be should be a lot of fun. The Parklands course is excellent. And, um, and obviously, um, the, we, you're not light, uh, your famous not light from last body, yep. kind of alluded, alluded to uh, decisions that were made around uh, the sizing of the event. I've seen that popping up on socials a bit this week as the uh, event gets closer. Yeah, well, they, uh, they've they been trying to get more people in. They, yep. they hit up council to see if they can get more land just to add you know, a couple more holes. And then that way we can still do shotgun start, have two rounds in a day. But um, 
but they they were basically given donuts. So I think they may manage to find a way to put one more hole in in the space provided, so we can get up to seventy six players. So Sweet. four more people got in. There you go, Bainey. Nice compromise. <laughs> but um, Bainey was not working for the people there. Let's be real. Yeah. Bainey was working for Bainey. Exactly. But it's yeah, cool, a good looking field for MPO because Bainey will be there, and he's a thousand and two rated now. He went up one, and yeah. uh, Paddy Robinson who get he got in. Young blood Roach who uh, keep an eye on that. Just uh, for you listeners at home, young blood Roach. He's a uh, a yoga master and apparently very famous, very well known in the industry, and he can throw a frisbee. He can throw it very very well. So keep an eye on that as a smoky. I don't think he takes out Bainey, but uh, he could easily knock off a Paddy Robinson. It definitely, definitely could beat him. Um, but yeah, cool little field there. MA1's always stacked. They're uh, SA guys. They all play MA1. So um, yeah, that's nuts. But good to see uh, OG Bruce McNaughton there. World, champ- World Masters champion Bruce McNaughton. Exactly, yep. So no, I'm keen for that. And no, it should be good fun. We've got a few Melbourne people popping over as well, uh, which would be good. The Park Media crew heading over. And you say, obviously, you've got um, mentioned this last potty, but we got Sarah Lee in uh, stepping up and playing MPO, which is pretty cool. Yeah, do love that. Yeah, that's cool. No FBOs, and so she doesn't want to win an empty division just like you, Chris. So yeah, I get to taste, taste that sweet victory this weekend. <laughs> so I'll next, win next weekend. Next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so now nah, it should be uh, good fun Staying at my buddy Gareth's house With uh, a couple of people from Tassie um, Which always makes the event A little bit more fun And um, <clears throat> My goal as in uh, Every single tournament That I ever play in South Australia Is not to beat anyone In my division It is to beat young Henry Arnold <laughs> So, MJ15, Henry Arnold, I'm pretty sure he's 13. Uh, and, um, yeah, if I can get a chocolates over him, I'll be pretty stoked. So, it's definitely a matchup to keep your eyes on there, folks. Allen versus Henry Arnold. He's got the home track as well. He does. But I'm backing himself in. I can drink a beer, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Henry might be a future not like from you. Yeah, <laughs> if I beat him, I'm not like the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, but now that should be really good fun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. We, uh, it might be windy. Checking the forecast. Yes, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about pen a lot this episode. But yeah, this is the, the pen segue episode. He messages what was probably six months ago now. Um, yeah, was a while. With a very important question that we just haven't managed to sneak in anywhere at all. <laughs> what did? Uh, what do you want to know? All right. So he, we, Sarah. What do you want to know? We obviously spoke about. You asked me about how to choose a putter, and then he asked. Cool. I'd love to know how to play in wind. And, you know, as mentioned earlier, relatively new to the game. And I think he's been, you know, blown around a little bit by the wind. And he's pretty keen. What is our approach to playing in wind, particularly heavy wind? Yeah, that's a very good question. I suck in the wind. 
I, I can tell you what I know I want to do, but oh man, I just I'm so bad at it. So for me, at least, my goals are to keep the disc as flat as possible. Try not to have any hyzer or any anhyzer. Okay. Um, and I understand about with the cross directional stuff. You know, being very specific about the flight plate and how much of it hits it, but I'm real bad at that. Like I, yeah, that's the part that kills me. Not really fully reading maybe the left to right, and then giving it that little bit of hyzer or something, and then it it just destroys it, just throws it way over the fence at Stony Creek or something. Um, so that is one of my absolute biggest problems. Um, is more the crosswind than anything else I think but yeah my my main goal is always just keep the disc as flat and kind of as low as possible but I know that uh, you could definitely use it to your advantage as well but I'm just that's not really what I'm great at yeah what uh, yeah what's your sort of philosophy on wind um the first like the first thing I do with wind and going to play a windy day or particularly a windy event, um, maybe even a windy league day, is I, I suss the frisbees in my bag. Um, and so the first thing I do, and this is a given for most players, I imagine, is I, I disc up. I, I go for a much more stable bag um, with with the inclusion of a couple of, um, you know, straighter, um, you know, flippier or less stable fairway drivers um, to potentially use in tailwinds. But for the most part, um, I just, I disc up substantially. Um, and there's discs that I'll like leave at home, you know, especially, especially if some of your big bombers are, you know, your beating destroyers or your beating race or your beating whatever you throw that just, as we know, become a little bit more susceptible to a flip or two. You just, if you lean on them, you need to leave them at home because like in wind, you'll want to lean on it and it's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's smart. Just don't even tempt yourself. Yeah. Because um, a lot of times you'll think, oh, I'll just put more hyzer on it. But often there's not enough hyzer you can ever put on a disc like that. Yeah. And then by putting more hyzer on it, what are you doing with your technique? What is putting more hyzer on it than your natural hyzer release? Like, and then everything goes AWOL. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just definitely not worth it. Obviously, a couple of basics that you can Google is just headwinds make everything less stable, tailwinds make everything more stable. One thing I, I've like come to learn and appreciate from a tailwind is, and and something to be conscious of just in your bag variety, and some players are really good at this, someone who comes to mind is Oscar, it's really good at this, is actually disc weight. If you can go to a lighter disc in a tailwind, um, that is very advantageous. Okay. okay, so if you carry destroyers, you know, and I know I bag four or five destroyers, I have one in there at 169, and in a tailwind, that destroyer gets gets used for sure. Okay, I do like that. I, I Honestly, when I'm picking this, I never I never consider the weight at all. I always just... Never think about that variable. That's yeah. definitely a variable to think about. Okay. Yeah, um, cool. and, and like conversely, uh, the heavier disc into a headwind. So like always just your max weight discs, your 175s. Yeah. Nice. Another thing I wanted to say in response to this question is like 
just obviously the appropriate warm-up. Um, like Ballarat is brilliant for this example. You play at Ballarat, you essentially play nine holes in one direction, nine holes in the other direction. Mm. And if you get a consistent win at Ballarat, and often you do, now it could be going one way one day and the other way the next, yeah. but whatever way it's going for that day, it tends to be the way it's going. There is plenty of fields or holes to warm up on and go get used to throwing in those directions. Um, and and I would apply that to like many like to many tournament preps. It's just like think about specific holes, think about specific wins on specific holes, and just think about your game plan. Um, and yeah, just you know. And I think what that helps is like it's very stressful playing in windy conditions is a very stressful experience. But if you can feel prepared, like anything. Uh, that can just help in the moment. Cool. Uh, only other thing I wanted to say is um, be patient. I, I, I wrote down here like usual like Astro time. Um, just really think about your shots um, and think about executing them. And what I like, what you'll see a lot more um, from me and from a lot of players in the wind is just like playing safe, laying up. You know, you really got to ask yourself, like, if you're in C2, how likely are you to make that putt? And, you know, how likely are you, if you miss that putt, to land within three metres? Um, and if you're not, you know, is it just a putt worth laying up? And even and even laying up from circle's edge um, is, you know, a real possibility in certain wins if the basket's elevated or on a hill or something's going on. Yeah, cool. No, I do like that. And then, yeah, that can apply to your your driving and stuff too. If you're used to throwing maybe a wraith and you think it's going to get to this distance, but it's, you know, your headwind, so you're going to pop up to a destroyer or just understand that you're you're not going to get it as far. You can't normally get your destroyer that far. Um, That's why you throw your wraith. So why would you expect it to be, you know, much better going into a headwind? Yes, it's going to turn a little bit, but it's, you know, it's also going to get sort of pushed backwards. So just... Be, yeah, probably play a bit more conservative. For sure. And, yeah, go throw in a field. Go throw in an open field, practice in the wind, learn what your Frisbees do in the wind. Um, And, yeah, I I never do field work, um, and I I wish I did. Um, But, you know, if you want to learn to play in the wind, truly, and, like, you know, for someone like Penn... And, you know, you know, maybe the Ryan Deers of the world and for, you know, those players out there that are actually like, oh, I want to compete and I want to be good. Well, that's what you need to do. You need to go practice in all conditions um, and you need to, like, learn your bag and learn your throws inside out. Cool. Yeah. I, I like it. Sounds good. Thanks for the tips, Chris. Too easy. If anyone has any other tips or anything that they want to know anything about, just hit us up and within at least six months we'll get to it. <laughs> Sure. I'll um, just want to circle back <clears throat> for a minute because I completely forgot to touch on it. Last party we had the debate. Oh, oh, damn it. I was going to, I thought we were going to get through this party without bringing it up. I think it was pretty well received. Uh, yeah, got a lot, of, a lot of good feedback on the, on the chat. Um, a lot of people talking about it and a lot of people voting on social media. Yeah. And yes. I did see that uh, a lot of people agreed that MA4 should not 
beer nationals. Which I'm not, wasn't too much surprised about. I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. That's, you know, some people think that way. But uh, what happened in the next part when they voted on who won the debate? Right, I'm finding them. Give me a second. <laughs> right, where am I at? Um, all right, so 74, uh, 74% of players, uh, sorry, of voters thought, yep, MA4 out. Um and obviously only 26 thought MA4 in. Yep. And, oh, God, I'm having some tech difficulties over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, no, I've actually found it. Um, I actually got to find it for a second. <laughs> um, we had 58% of votes went to Alan winning the potty. Oh, big. Winning the debate, big. yeah. Yes, please. Um, we, we could name name a shame. Should we go through the listeners and start to see what people voted for? Do oh, people give a shit? I would love that. All right. So uh, Chris Scott, the man that loves black, uh, voted Alan. Yeah, boy. Reese Garrett, who loves running um, uh, events up in Ballarat, voted Alan. Yes, please. Uh, Sam Barnett, who I'm pretty sure got some silverware recently, uh, voted Alan. It's a lot of smart people. Um, Portal Disc Sports. All right, uh, Jacob voted Alan. <laughs> Daz uh, voted Alan. This next one, I'm giving an asterisk. Joel Payton voted Alan, but uh, he's come back. To, he came back on himself, but after the thing closed, I can't remember he's even come back on himself. But yeah, he voted no, Alan. I think he. Yeah, I think he voted me, and then that before he listened to it, and yeah. then he, and then he listened to it, and he's like, "Oh, that was dumb." <laughs> Sarah Lee Allen Melbourne Disc Golf Club Allen oh, okay I didn't know your dad ran the uh, oh, Instagram I, I don't that doesn't even know how to use Instagram there's no way that's him um, Oz Disc Golf I don't know who that is maybe that's Paul Arden who runs Oz Disc Golf voted Allen Ash Wiener voted Allen oh. and here we go bloody Alan Brunstein voted Allen <laughs> imagine that <laughs> right um, and then much lighter much lighter in the Chris department but there's some big names in here, and I'm happy to take them. Right, we got we got Taron. All right, yeah. again, he might listen to this episode in six months. He voted for me. Thanks, Taz. Cam Ford, me. Sam Stoyer, me. Chris Ronalds, me. <laughs> Riley Sanders, me. Oh, boy. Um, Riley Maple, the two Rileys, me. And here's my two favourites, Hannah. Our most passionate listener <laughs> voted me, and then the other one, my beautiful wife, <laughs> voted me. There you go. What a real, what a real trash group. Yeah, and uh, I guarantee Allah has not heard the episode, and I guarantee Hannah has not heard yeah. the episode. So um, maybe. That 58% Alan is maybe a little bit misleading. Mm. Alan, won the, Alan won the debate. Nice. Well, I had a lot of fun with it. So uh, I'm, I'm really keen to do another one. But we need a topic, guys. No one's hit us up with a new topic yet. So Yeah, some... we had one kind of come by, but I'm not even going to say what it was. We're not touching it. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come with something good, interesting, and that we, well, we'll, we'll make it funny. But um, yeah. yeah, hit us up with some topics because we want to do debate number two. Yeah. I want to see if I can get a second win. 100%. <laughs> nice. All right, well, should we wrap it up with Spotlight Not Light, or you got anything yeah. else? Nah, I mean, I'm sure we've got listeners at this point who just fast forward to this point. So Could be. Um, 
Let's get into it. Well, what do you got? What's what's your spotlight? Um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with my not light, if that's right. Oh, go for it. Um, so my not light has to go uh, to. I feel somewhat bad for doing this, but you know, we 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 swing when we need to swing on this podcast. And I'm going to a small upstart company. Um, they're called Kip Promo. All right, I've been um, banging on about these Westside disc golf hoodies for a while, um, and that's the point. I've been banging on about these hoodies for a while. Um, anyway, it turns out there was a bit of paperwork issue, and there was a delay in the, the hoodies being picked up. Much to my delight, they finally arrived on my doorstep yesterday. Start bagging them all up, and I found no less than six hoodies, nameless. No. And they had to, yeah, they've had to be sent back to the printer and rah, rah, rah. So, kit promo, you're my not like, get your kit together. Get your kit together, I like that. Uh, well, I may as well go my not like them. Um, not, uh, not really disc golf related, but he's a disc golf person, so I'm going with it. Sweet. We had uh, Jacob's Bucks Party. On the last weekend, he's getting married soon, and we had a fun day with some few close mates, and close mates, you know what I mean? That's who actually invite to your Bucks party. Of course. And uh, we had a... I can where this is going. We had a fun little game, a little trivia game. Normally, <laughs> normally you ask the bride some questions, and they give you answers, and then you ask the groom... Wasn't too worried about how much Jacob knew about Hannah. I was more interested about how, how much Jacob knew about his close friends that he invited to his Bucks party. His boys. So we all asked him one personal question each about ourselves. And uh, if he got it right, then... Uh, well, if he got it wrong, then there was a punishment for him. And if he got it right, then he could uh, dole out that punishment. And uh, Jacob got like almost nothing right. <laughs> <laughs> And these, I'll give you one sample question that basically summed it up. Because I, I, I told the people, I said, well, try to be fair. Give him something you think you should know. Uh, good friend of his, Joel Payton, let, let us off. And he goes, name one of my two children. <laughs> and Jacob instantly fell into a puddle and had absolutely no idea. Couldn't muster up a name. And it was just a lot more of that as we went around. So uh, it was very, very funny. But uh, Jacob, come on, mate. You're my not like. you got to know your friends better than that. That's poor form. Be better, Jacob. Be better. <laughs> uh, spotlight, what do we got? All right, Spotlight. Um, going very serious with Spotlight this week. Um, and I, I'm just pausing and I'm stalling because I'm wondering if I do an honourable mention or not. Yes, I've said it out aloud now. I have to do it. My honourable mention spotlight has to go to Oscar Felberg. Again? He, he reached out to us uh, in the chat today just to let us know all right, that uh, through, during a round of the lesser-known stick golf, he got mm. the W over his future father-in-law. Yeah. And, um, that's that's big. That's spotlight. So well done, Oscar. Good win. All right. Um, but I don't know why you're playing that trash game. But um, <laughs> good on you. Um, but no, my actual spotlight um, definitely has to go to my beautiful wife. As mentioned, obviously at the start of the potty, new dad. Eight days into it, young Theo joined us. 
Um, whatever day of the week it was, <laughs> um, on the 9th of May, um, and just having gone through that experience with her um, and seeing, you know, just off from the sidelines, um, seeing what she went through. And I guess this goes out to all women in general because none of us would be here if it wasn't for them. Um, just phenomenal. Like, you, people talk about it, but you don't know it until you see it. And now I'm in that bucket of having seen it. And so my beautiful wife has to get my spotlight this week. Love that. Good good form by you. I do like that. Well done, Ella. We like that. And, uh, yeah, definitely. I If men had to do this, then there'd be like one kid max ever. Ever. Yeah. So, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, now, well done. I like that. Uh, my spotlight is going to Parked Media. Uh, oh, yeah. Before the potty, I was sitting down. I was watching my fine work at the Vic Open and just just stoked. It was really cool to see. Um, the quality was excellent. The graphics were amazing. The videos were great. Everything was great. I was, I was very impressed with it. If you haven't watched it yet... Definitely watch it because I play pretty well, um, but also watch it for the Park Media boys. Get around them, subscribe, like, do all whatever that stuff is that people love. Um, you don't want to miss out on their next video anyway, so make sure you subscribe. But um, yeah, Park Media, it was great. Yeah, sick, great spotlight for you as well. Um, I'm definitely going to be watching that on probably my 4 a.m. shift later tonight with Theo. Lovely. Yeah, he's also super excited to watch it. So. Beautiful. You can just skip We're forward both. to the end. That's I don't get my first birdie until there's about five holes left. So okay, sweet. You can just skip forward to it. Other than that, it's just a lot of boring pass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I'm glad uh, we could get one of these out. I I, I kind of left it because I was like, I'm not gonna like ask you. <laughs> For, for your time but uh, thankfully yesterday you were like should we do this and I was like yes we should definitely do this yeah sweet so good to hear from you again uh, good luck this weekend yes if you can get out which would be cool and then um, yeah we'll link up soon to get number 11 under the belt yeah we should we should cool see you everybody peace out